0: and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
2: MMA Fighting presents the top five knockouts of 2020. At number five, Hamzat Shemayev, versus Gerald Mearshart. One punch. Is there any more that needs to be said? We knew Chimaev liked to work fast. He got in and out of the octagon twice on Fight Island in 10 days, spending just over four minutes to do his work. Even then, he measured a bunch of strikes. He missed on a bunch. Then he got the job done. This fight, he got close to Gerald Mearshart, An otherwise tough and durable middleweight with a strong grappling game, wound up, threw a right hand, and orsh, knockout. What else can you say? I am Hamza. I can knock out people, like, submit the people, smash the people, everything. I have everything. Number four, Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland, UFC 250. It was clear from the Contender Series that Sean O'Malley was a special talent in the octagon. Not only that, his funkadelic persona was magnetic. Eventually though, he had to fight tough guys. And not to say O'Malley's previous opposition wasn't, they just didn't have the high level experience of Eddie Wineland. The former WEC champion had faced just about every top tier opponent at 135. If O'Malley couldn't get past him, he wouldn't go far at bantamweight. If Wineland was going to win, he was going to have to get inside to use his favorite boxing. But even with a smaller cage, O'Malley made sure not to get cornered. Kicks covered his entries and exits, and three inches in height and reach allowed him to catch Weinland with his fists. Just over one minute into the opening frame, he wheeled his hands as if to say, look at this, and fired an overhand right that connected with impact. Right there, he found the key to unlock the win. This stuff might not work, mind you, if you're not younger and therefore faster. Wineland's plus in age and experience came with a concurrent minus in speed. In a game where milliseconds count, O'Malley just needed to time things right, as he later explained in this very helpful breakdown of his win. And boy, did he. Dipping his right hand, he made Wineland look and uncorked a straight punch with the same fist. Wineland couldn't react in time, the ex-champ learned what had happened when he woke up a few seconds later. Anybody that, I'm going to be taller than pretty much everyone I fight. I'm going to be faster than pretty much everyone I fight. And that's a dangerous combination on top of the skills that I have. So, yeah, I think I was just, I'm just better. At number three, Cody Garbrandt versus Rafael Asuncao. UFC 250. Figuratively, and quite literally, former bantamweight champion Cody Garbrandt was backed against the wall. As Rafael Assuncao advanced at the end of the second round of a co-headliner at UFC 250, Garbrandt faced a fourth straight loss in the octagon. Accustomed to being the hammer over the nail, Garbrandt's fall was precipitous after a pair of knockout losses to TJ Dillashaw and another against Pedro Munoz. Gunslinging had served the team alpha male standout well early in his career. But as he'd run into opponents who could survive his heavy hands, deficits in his chin had been exposed. Moving forward, observers questioned how he could hold up against the best in the world. Rafael Asuncao, who had once been offered a bantamweight title shot, was the test. The grizzled veteran had his own demons to shake, needing to prove he was more than an also-run after a pair of losses sapped his title momentum. So neither man came out gunslinging, but Garbrandt's power was still there, evident in a right hand that briefly knocked down a Asuncao. Keen to get one back on the ex-champ, the Brazilian backed up his opponent with a jumping roundhouse and closed in. As a Asuncao wound up for a right, he kept his left hand nearly at his hip, a perfect opening for a quick-handed counter-puncher. Garbrandt, in other words. And the setup? Garbrandt turned to his side, crouched, one eye on his opponent, almost looking the part of a wounded animal. Was the perfect answer for that literal and figurative bind. When your back's against the wall, keep swinging, and you'll find your problem's chin. Um, all week, Coach Mark and my other coaches were saying, hey, the inside shots, You know, that's a lot of your knockouts come from the inside shots, so... You know, roll, dip, and that's what we worked on all camp. You know, just getting back to myself, not being in front of someone. Not, I got the speed, I got the power, I got the vision. Um, Don't let these guys. I don't need to stand in front of these guys and and brawl and and put on a show. I can pick them apart just like that. I stayed calm. I waited for a sun sal to open up. I, you know, doing level changes, doing what I needed to do in our game plan with my coaches to to get that victory. And it feels so good to just be so in sync with the coaches and and to finally get that victory over a, a tough adversary.
0: The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ, Patchy Mix, defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist, Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the best, Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel, the realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at Noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: The number two knockout of the year, Kevin Holland versus Ronaldo Jacare Souza at UFC 256. Transitions can be beautiful in MMA. It can also be as awkward as all get out. Look no further than the north-south position. There are tons of spaces fighters can find to do damage in the twisting and tumbling of bodies as they grapple. That's one of the things that makes MMA so challenging, particularly for jujitsu devotees who are used to safe harbor in certain positions. There is no safe harbor in MMA. You can be on the bottom, as Randy Brown was against Nico Price, and get knocked out by a hammer fist. You can be in 50-50, as Marcio Cruz was against Andre Arlovsky, and get dazed by a punch. Or, as Ronaldo Jacare Souza found out, you can be on your knees, holding on to your opponent's ankle, and a hook can crumple you backward against the fence. The amazing thing about Kevin Holland's knockout wasn't necessarily the position from which he caught Souza, who made a fatal error in not covering up as his opponent was riding himself, but the force with which Holland generated for that fight altering hook. It came from a swing of his right leg, like someone napping who'd suddenly decided to get off the carpet. Holland just writes his own rules and finds his own spaces to do damage in the octagon. And unless you're on guard at all times, you're going to be his victim.
0: It worked out. I was, I was really, uh, I'm happy the way it worked out, but I hate that it had to be Jocker and I did like that, you
2: know? and at number one Joaquin Buckley versus Impa Kasangane UFC Fight Island 5 every hardcore MMA fan has that friend who just won't shut up about how this chop or that technique would clean up on the octagon right mine thinks Steven Seagal and his wrist locks are too deadly So deadly that it's impossible to determine the world's toughest fighter because he has been excluded from sanctioned competition. Little did he know, the front kick to the face was Siegel's contribution. Point is, certain techniques don't work in the octagon. We've known this since tournaments weeded out SAFTA and Penchak Silat. New techniques do arrive on the scene from time to time, but only become widely used when they're effective. That particularly applies to striking. Calf kicks are all the rage because they're relatively low risk and high impact. We don't see a whole lot of wheel kicks because they're more for show than damage. If you want to win, it's not worth it to get too acrobatic. Unless you're Walking Buckley. And you've got nothing to lose. A split-second hold of the left ankle. A thought, really. As opponent, Impa Kasangane paused before trying to disincentivize Buckley from kicking during the UFC Fight Island 5 meeting, ended up the literal springboard for a strike more common to video games and Taekwondo tournaments than UFC fights. When Kasangane held, he was clearing the leg like you're trained to do in Muay Thai. But it was enough support for Buckley, a Walgreens manager on his off hours, to leverage his entire body. With a spin and a back kick from his right leg, he went airborne. That might've been the end of things there, but Buckley stuck his foot right on Kasangane's jaw and with an involuntary shutoff of consciousness, the Contender Series veteran toppled like a tree and cemented Buckley's place in UFC history. Anthony Showtime Pettis only landed his Showtime kick once. These techniques are not destined to be part of the everyday repertoire of UFC fighters. That's why we have to celebrate them when they happen, when a small reaction from one fighter produces a reaction from another that stretches the bounds of what's possible in this sport and gives everyone something to talk about.
0: You know what I'm saying? And when I threw it, I connected. I just didn't know I knocked him out until I seen his body go stiff. And I was just like, yeah, that's game over. That's match. (laughs) I think on the broadcast, they called it ninja stuff. Uh, Tony Kelly was back here. He called it some uh, Mortal Kombat shit. I call it Wakanda style.
1: (laughs) (laughs)